Hello, I'm Jacek Kolender and this is Polupangielski podcast. Just to kick things off, let me tell you that I've planned this episode as a sort of introduction. An introduction to future episodes in which we'll be looking at some individual phrasal verbs as well as groups of them. I might have mentioned in one of my previous podcasts that I love teaching phrasal verbs. There are many reasons for this, but I think the most important are two. One is that they are practical, useful, and students quickly realize this. And the second one, they're also a source of satisfaction as they make students sound very natural. Unfortunately, phrasal verbs may also be a source of frustration. The sheer number of them could be really daunting. By the way, daunting means frightening, frightening in a way that makes you feel less confident. There are thousands of phrasal verbs, and what's more, one phrasal verb can have multiple meanings. Some of these meanings are relatively clear in the context they are used, but some are not. If someone asks you what time your train comes in while you are on the train traveling to Victoria Station, you will get the meaning without any problem. But if you hear that short skirts are coming in, you might find it a bit more difficult to understand without any context. You might find it difficult to understand that the speaker says that short skirts are becoming trendy or fashionable. But I think it's still relatively easy to get it. Let's take a look at a more difficult case. When your English friend says that it took him a long time to come round, not only it is difficult to guess from the combination of words come and round what he really means, but even if we know all the meanings of this particular phrasal verb, still the context is needed for you to decipher what actually he wants to say, because that sentence, it took me a long time to come round, is ambiguous. It can have a few meanings. For example, your friend could have meant that it had taken him a long time to visit you, or that it had taken him a long time to change his opinion, or that it had taken him a long time to become conscious again after having been unconscious for some time. So, how to learn phrasal verbs? There are a lot of different approaches, a lot of different techniques used by students. My advice today is that whenever you can, you should avoid looking at phrasal verbs as combinations of random words, but rather try to find patterns, get a deeper understanding of what lies behind a set of words forming together a given uh, phrasal verb. For example, you might look at the meanings of the phrasal verb come around as completely unrelated, but if you look closer, you might see that coming around, meaning changing your opinion, and coming around, meaning becoming conscious again, both have something in common. They both describe the process of change. The first one from not liking something to liking it, as in the sentence, it took me a long time to come around to the idea, and from the state of being unconscious to the state of being conscious. 
She hasn't yet come round from the anesthetic. So, looking at different phrasal verbs with different meanings and trying to figure out if these meanings have something in common, in my opinion, is a great way to discover certain rules that will help you remember this particular phrasal verb uh, and also help you learn the new ones as similar patterns could be found in other phrasal verbs. Another way to learn phrasal verbs more efficiently is to understand what the second word in the phrasal verb called a particle actually means. Let me illustrate this with the particle up. We all know that up means movement to a higher position. That's why you may walk up the stairs, you may climb up a hill to get a better view, the lift goes up, and if you know the answer to the question, you can put up your hand. But up in phrasal verbs can also mean finishing something or completing something. That's why when the mom tells the children to tidy up the room, she wants them to tidy it completely. When the bartender asks you to drink up your beer because they want to close the pub and go home, he or she wants you to drink your beer until the glass is empty. When the children are told to eat up the veggies, they are told to eat all of them. And if you heat up the food in the microwave, you warm it until it's hot. When a teenager grows up, he or she finishes growing and becomes an adult. I think you get the idea. So let's try using up in some other phrasal verbs. So, before you go on holidays, you need to pack everything in the suitcases. So, what do you need to do? You need to pack up. Another situation, it's raining and you've just come home soaking wet. Your clothes are wet, you take them off and leave them until they are completely dry. So, you wait until they dry up. You haven't got any internet data left to use. You used it completely, which means that all your internet data is used up. You've cut your finger and you need to wait for the cut to heal completely. So you wait for the cut to heal up. So to sum up, don't look at phrasal verbs as random combinations of words. Try to figure out why these words are joined together to create a separate meaning. We'll be discovering such patterns and rules in future episodes of this podcast. Until then, please like, share and subscribe. And of course, take care. Bye.